What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode number special of Action Movie Anatomy. We are talking about the top 100 films we've ever covered on Action Movie Anatomy, and we've covered 100, which means we're ranking every single one of them. This is numbers 50 through number one. We are covering the best movies we've ever done on the show, as well as our end of 100 hashtag AMA100 awards. Hang with us, guys. We'll see you in just one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's action movie anatomy. Boom! <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> We've done this again. Guys, welcome back. It's part two of the top 100 films on Action Movie Anatomy, hashtag AMA100. We're going to get straight into this one, guys. But just in case you're tuning in for the very first time, we have done 100 films on Action Movie Anatomy over two years. And we are ranking those 100 films right now for you, the fans of the show. We're getting into the top 50. We're going to go 50 through 1, as well as some end of the 100 awards. We gave awards, like we're the Oscars or something. Yeah. Um, nominees and the whole deal. So uh, if you guys want to follow along with the conversation, use the hashtag AMA100. Please leave your comments and thoughts below helps us stay high in the standings and popular and all those things so people watch the videos because we provide free content we're never going to charge for this content never you can follow along with me at Ben Baby Media on Twitter and Instagram uh, you can follow along with me at Andrew Guy on Instagram and Twitter and of course we are at AMA Podcast the Twitter go follow us there you'll see all kinds of fun things and like Ben said if you're just tuning in please go watch the episode from yesterday that's where we rank movies 100 through 51 and without further ado we'll be hopping into number 50 right now which is Rambo First Blood Part 2 you're not expendable, Rambo. Expendable <laughs> when you go to a party, you don't show up, nobody notices. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant writing, Stallone. We did this with our buddies, JTE and Finstock. Um, it's a great movie. It, yeah. it really is. Uh, for us, you and I, it was very important that we watch it with them because it aged very poorly for us. We didn't watch it growing up. Uh, we didn't love it the same way that they did. Well, each of the Rambo films has a distinct different quality, and this is the one that really fits the most squarely into memorable action movie because the first one First Blood is like more of a like a drama it's a Mm -hmm. sweet drama the third movie is ridiculous and hilarious he just gets more jacked and his hair gets longer and more like grizzled each movie and the fourth movie is just walking HGH so this second movie is is actually for its time full of sweet stunts and all kinds of stuff with like the exploding arrows and all that it's just a classic it's just one of the the most classic again one man against the world one man army him and Arnold were the guys at the time that did it and it has one of the great hero qualifiers of all time Rambo John Jay born and they run the whole thing 13 Purple Hearts and the Congressional Medal of Honor the whole thing yeah (laughs) it's amazing Um, anyway guys number 49 we're moving on to a children's film a film that we watched in theaters and absolutely fucking loved yeah here comes the man in black Galaxy Defenders uh, Something cool about me I know yeah. all of the words to the song Men in Black by Will Smith He just sang them Yeah Don't do it again <laughs> <laughs> uh, Men in Black's sweet It's aged kind of badly It's not a bad movie But the sweetest part is Vincent D'Onofrio As Eggert Air, sugar, and water um, Eggert's going on for bones Yeah, and you guys are gonna be like Why is that so high? Well, it made an insane amount of money uh, It really helped push Will Smith to the next level of his career, which he was the biggest actor in the world for basically the next decade. Pretty huge, um, yeah. And Not named Tom Cruise. Not named Tom Cruise. And again, D'Onofrio is awesome. I mean, Edgar, he's a great villain. He's very memorable. TLJ also in his prime here. This is this yeah. is this is TLJ uh, circa a few years post The Fugitive and right around U.S. Marshals. Just kind of being grumpy old, grumpy old man. Righteous. Way better than uh, Man of the House. 
Much better. Yes. This movie this movie is sweet. Men in Black is worth a rewatch. Yeah. The effects are a little silly looking now. Yeah, they've, they've fallen back a little bit, but it, it's still a classic, and it's a good movie. Will Smith is still doing his Will Smith stuff from the 90s that's kind of hard to watch. But yeah, but it's definitely more tolerable in this than the other films we've discussed, like Bad Boys and Independence Day. Big time. Number 48, we've got the modern-day James Bond film that isn't a James Bond film, and that is Kingsman, The Secret Service. Yeah, we did this. Uh, we did this. You and I dressed up. I think your mother was actually in the studio. My dad's in the studio now watching this. Yes. My mom was here watching that one. Yeah. Uh, also, our mothers were on the Schmodown with us. Go watch that episode. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, the Kingsman is so good. Shockingly good. Um, it's cool. It's campy. It's kind of fun and goofy. It's got that comic book feel and the James Bond feel. Um, and and, and Taron Edgerton, Edgerton is phenomenal. Yeah, he's great. He's got, he's Colin got, Firth is so sweet in this movie. Yeah, Colin Firth is amazing. And the fact that they're bringing him back for the second one somehow is yeah. awesome. I mean, Sophia Boutel is great in this movie. Yeah, uh, Sam Jackson's really funny in this movie. Uh, and and then, then the uh, the scene in the church, some people will complain that it's, you know, that's been done, the slow down, speed up action. But if you're not looking at it from a technical standpoint, even if you are, that is one of the coolest ass-kicking scenes ever. Super badass. Yeah. Super badass. Love it. Um, number 47, moving on, we have the intro music to the show, and that is... The movie directed by Antoine Fuqua. Training Day. Training Day. Alonzo. Uh, this this uh, this this a vehicle sure isn't from the company Motorpool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Sexy, ain't it? Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> We had to put it this high for the fact that Denzel won an Academy Award... It is the movie that single-handedly carries Antoine Fuqua for the next 20 years of his career. Um, it's fine. It was pretty entertaining to watch. It was better than you remembered it? No. It was as bad as you remembered it? Yeah, but yeah. I always remember it as being a pretty trashy movie that got way too much credit. Yeah, that I hate f- this film. Few sw- I like think it's super entertaining. Yeah. It's just like I remembered it as being like really overrated, and it still felt really overrated. Yeah, some things are too convenient and a yeah. little... But Denzel is super entertaining. Yeah, he is, but I still think Denzel and Tony Scott movies is better. Yeah, I totally agree with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. I totally. I, that article that I read talking about like every movie that Denzel's career post Training Day should have just been directed by Tony Scott. They is, all feel like they should have just been Tony Scott movies. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. So moving on next, this is interesting. We're actually I'm going to do two and one here. Yep. It's numbers 46 and 45. At number 46 is Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, and at number 45 is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. The fifth and fourth films of the franchise, respectively. Um, These are the films that redefined the franchise. Yeah. So the idea that Tom Cruise is now basically the does-his-own-stunts action star came from these movies. Yeah, the the Burj Khalifa, specifically in number four, when people saw him hanging on the side of that building while they were touring in their incredibly wealthy hotels, just seeing Tom Cruise out a window, that was when people were like, holy shit. And you watch the filming of the movie, and it's actually him up on the side of a building with, like, cables. Yeah. And the same thing with Vision Impossible 5. He's hanging from a fucking airplane. A real plane. He's really hanging. They're like, no. He's yeah. like, I want to do it. And he's like, I'm producing the film, so I'm going to do what I want. And if I die, <laughs> then I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, look, the, the movies are great. The reason that we put four in front of five is, actually, we both like five more. Uh, the villain's better. Rebecca Ferguson's great, but four was more important because the franchise had uh, basically died after three. Even though that's our favorite, yeah, Mission Impossible three unfortunately came at a time when basically the world was done with Tom Cruise. He had done the, the couch jumping Oprah moment, and everything in the decade following has really just been him trying to repair his image from Scientology and Oprah. And these movies, Mission Impossible, uh, Ghost Protocol, is literally the single movie that if that movie hadn't happened, 
people would be pointing to Valkyrie and Night and Day, Rock yep. of Ages, Jack Reacher, all these other Lions movies that were Lambs, yeah. kind of flops around that time. The fact that this movie was able to make as much money as it did, and then that the fifth movie came along and did even better means yeah. Tom Cruise can still be Tom Cruise. He still is the last movie star, and that's the reason the reason is that. Yeah, and that that franchise is not dying. So at number 46 is Rogue Nation, number 5, and at number 45 is Ghost Protocol, number 4 in the franchise. Moving on to number 44 on our list, one of my personal favorites. Yeah. Actually, if I could make this list on my own, it would be probably way higher. Yeah. Uh, is a Drive. Sweet movie. So good. So awesome. Cranston's so good in it. The death of Cranston is heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And and if nothing else is said about this movie, the soundtrack. It's amazing. I mean, it's it's so high for me because of the soundtrack, honestly. Yeah. The, the movie itself is great, and go- it's like Gosling doing his best Gosling. He's like super entertaining in this movie. But the soundtrack was the it was the definitive movie soundtrack for like two years. Yeah, I mean, a real hero and uh, Night Call. Yeah, those two songs alone were just they were everywhere. Everywhere for two years, it was like the, it was like the sexiest movie you'd ever seen. Yeah. The color and the feel and the tone. And, it, and it, the thing about this movie is that as much as the music is modern, the feeling of this movie when you watch it is that it's very much an eighties action movie. Yeah, and it's it's so cool to get. The, dark of what we want now yeah. and then the fun of the 80s yeah and you know Ron Perlman and Christina Hendricks and Oscar Isaac and Albert a, Brooks there's a sick ass kicking when, when uh, Driver oh, beats the, the shit out of that he beats him to death in an, in an elevator oh gnarly and then yeah. yeah Albert Brooks is a villain you know being the dad of Nemo this is crazy so moving on to next it's probably probably my our, our favorite uh, well I'm gonna say mine probably my favorite installment of the Tony Scott Denzel collaboration and that is Number 43, Man on Fire. Yeah, this was the first film. The films that immediately followed Training Day were like John Q, Antoine Fisher, and Out of Time. Mm-hmm. Each of those being kind of a different riff on action. This was where Tony Scott got a hold of Denzel and was like, I'm going to make you the guy. Yeah. You're going to be an icon, an action icon. For the rest of my career, you're the guy I'm using. And it's just a wonderful story. The relationship between Denzel and Dakota Fanning in this movie is so beautiful. And so, this is the beginning of the Tony Scott green period where there's yeah. all the weird filters. But it's intensely violent, and the scene on the bridge at the end between when the, when he first sees Dakota Fanning for the first time since the beginning of the movie when she gets taken is, like, so... He's dying. It's so touching. I, I tear up every time. Every time. Yeah. And there's lines throughout that, yeah. So this is, this is what we're going to start talking about a lot more, guys, when we get into these top 50 and these top 40 or movies that have moments and things like that. If a movie brings you to tears, if a movie makes you feel something in a way that a great movie does... And a good movie won't, you know? Yep. So, um, moving on to the next one, that is going to be... These next two, actually, are movies that they're on here as high as they are, I think, more out of respect. They are They are here solely out of respect. Because neither of us really like either of these movies. No. So, at number 42 is The Fifth Element. Um, I, I like <laughs> The Fifth Element more than the next film, yeah, for sure, but... Too. But uh, it's the, the, film, the Fifth Element is Luc Besson's most famous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more famous than Leon, which is his other most famous. Which I think is a far better movie. Yeah, and the, but The Fifth Element gets a lot of credit because of how inventive it is and how colorful it is and the world that he created. Yeah. She, it's incredibly influential because in terms of like sex appeal and iconography, she is one of the mo- most iconic female characters yeah, ever Lilu on screen. Dallas. 
multi-pass is is like that is one of the most famous female characters ever ever for sure it's willis in the prime of like willis action mm-hmm. um it's just it's a weird movie gary Oldman's oldman awesome as the yeah. villain but he's it's just goofy and chris tucker is the strangest thing that's ever happened in a movie but i do i will say that as wesley snipes committed in demo man yes. chris tucker committed full command fifth element it's it's perplexing because you don't know if it's horrible or great but it's one or the other yeah. and it's super memorable for that reason so the fifth element gets a lot of credit number 41 we have lethal weapon richard donner written by shane black the beginning of Riggs and murtaugh it's this is where dudes uh the generation above us would want to murder us yeah i mean it's it didn't hold up very well when we were watching it we thought that it was just we thought it was just okay yeah it was just okay uh the things that we enjoyed most about it were actually the things that had aged poorly yeah in it like the fight at the end did not look as good Busey, like there's just the things that we enjoyed about it are not things that you're supposed to enjoy about Lethal Weapon. We've done a hundred movies on this show, and we've done one Lethal Weapon movie. There's a reason. We're just the franchise is not close to our hearts. So the Lethal Weapon Four is high on your I, list. I, I would <laughs> I would have loved to do Lethal Weapon Four over Lethal Weapon. Yeah, absolutely. This does have Officer Murtaugh. Don't be foolish. Yeah. Look at the hardware, which in the last episode won the award for best line best ever on line the show. Ever on the show, uh, and that's you know that's fair. It's a fair point. Um, um, speaking of awards, we've got another one. That was our so we we just went through 41 through 50, and now we have. An interesting one in the action world because it doesn't happen enough, but it's starting to more. Your and nominees for female hero of action movie anatomy are Emily Blunt, Charlize Theron, Alicia Vikander slash Diane Lane. That's a powerful woman right there. And Sigourney Weaver. Um, interestingly enough here, guys, the fan vote was a major influence on us here. We, we were pretty close to deciding. We had awarded the award, and the fan vote was different. So your winner in the category of female hero of action movie anatomy is... Charlize Theron! Yes. Furiosa herself. We actually had given the award to Emily Blunt for we her did. yoga move from Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, how could we not? I mean, that is the definitive <laughs> moment in the history of the show regarding <laughs> a female character, is Emily Blunt doing the yoga move in Edge of Tomorrow. But Charlize Theron swept the vote, and she's so close for us. I think Atomic Blonde is going to push oh her so far in that direction yeah. that I think she's going to get it. You and I cannot wait to see that movie. It's amazing. And if Charlize Theron becomes like the female badass at the age she's at now, yeah. I'm so she's so beautiful and such a good actress and like Atomic Blonde looks nuts. She's kind of becoming that. The fact that she did Furiosa, she was in uh, Furious 8, yeah. and now she's going to do Atomic Blonde. Dude, she's pulling the Liam Neeson of the females. She is. She absolutely is. Yeah, I think I think Atomic Blonde could legitimately, as Bill Simmons always says, give her the uh, action movie belt, the championship belt for a year or two. I think so. She could get it. So, yeah, that's the winner, guys. Charlie's Theron, official action movie anatomy. And that was influenced by you guys as fans, so yeah. thank you for that. Absolutely. Moving on to number 40, Benjamin, I'm going to let you take this one. Top 40, guys, directed by Peter Berg, Lone Survivor. God, I love this movie. It's so good. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. This movie, some people might say that we're overrating this movie. I know some people think this is too patriotic. It's too well, maybe American. you should start your own damn show and then rank... I mean, sorry, what, what were we... <laughs> I love Lone Survivor. I love the cast. This movie was the best thing Taylor Kitsch did after the failure of 2011 that he experienced in John Carter Battleship yeah, and Savages. Sad He's great in this lights. movie. Um... Emil Hirsch is great in this movie. Wahlberg is so good in this movie. Foster. And Foster's so good in this movie. I mean, movie. you've got an incredible... I mean, those guys are all phenomenal actors. Yep. Incredible. Incredible actors. And and the as they're getting decimated on the mountain, some of the lines about brotherhood... Yeah. I, I love the one moment when Foster's sitting there and he's got a literal bullet hole in the back of his head. Yeah. He's, like, bleeding out of... And he looks at, he looks at Wahlberg and he says... 
Listen, I need you to tell Teresa that I died with my brothers with a full fucking heart. A full fucking heart. And he's like, don't say it. And then an explosion goes off. Yeah. It, that scene gets me every time. And the fact that they use, when the movie opens, the real footage of Navy SEALs going through training. And the brotherhood yeah, that builds there. This movie is so good. If you guys haven't seen it, don't fall victim to what people say about this being uh, American propaganda. And it does have some of it in the end. It, it is super Almost like every single military movie will. But this is not, it's not like American Sniper's here and Lone Survivor's here. I would watch Lone Survivor over American Sniper any day of the week. Absolutely, so would I. Any day of the week. Uh, yeah, yeah, I died I died with my brother's with a full fucking heart. It was amazing. It's a great line. Number 39, my favorite personal, our both, our favorite Mission Impossible movie is Mission Impossible 3. Mission Impossible 3, count to 10, guys. Uh, the greatest two minutes and 13 seconds of the entire five Mission Impossible films. All 632 minutes of it. Yeah, is uh, count to 10. It's... The count to ten scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie makes this the best Mission Impossible movie, bar none, no question, done. This movie was ahead of its time. Unfortunately, J.J. Abrams directed it, and it is just, it's just too real. It's not what people wanted out of a Mission Impossible movie. They want fun, throwaway popcorn action. And it came at a weird time in Cruz's career. Also, the scene we talk about this movie a lot is when Cruz is on the bridge running, and that explosion happens, and it throws him sideways into the car, and then the drone flies over. Yeah. It's just such a weird, like, it's not a big it's action simple. stunt. But it's a great stunt. They showed it in the trailer, I remember, and I remember seeing the making of. And when I watch it again, it's it's a great fist bump moment. Yeah, Carrie absolutely. Russell's eye when she has the explosion go off in her head. It's, again, subtleties. Yeah. It's all subtle, simple, uh, incredible There's movie. There's a speedboat shot for no reason. Yeah. And just I to think, have in the trailer. I think Ben and I agree that you should watch the movies. If you're going to watch all five, you go number one, number five, number three. Three, number yep. four, number two. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, all right. So moving on to the next movie, uh, The Town. Definitely more of an action drama. Uh, that is number 38. The Town, look, it's it's Ben Affleck can act and direct. Holy shit. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, Jeremy Renner gets a nod for best supporting actor in, this, great movie. in this movie. My favorite part in this movie is when he's like, uh, I, need to, I need to ask you a favor. I need, I need you to hurt somebody. It's going to be really bad. And you can never ask me about it. Yeah. Well, whose car are we taking? Yeah. Such a good answer. Yeah. And then also when he's like in that room beating the shit out of those guys. Yeah. It's like, that's my brother right there. Yeah. What'd you do to get him all cranked up, huh? Yeah. And then he shoots him. He's like, he's like, I seen your, he's like, you see me, my face, but remember, I seen yours too. Yeah. There's just so many great moments. Rebecca Hall is fantastic. Yeah. He's a badass. John Hamm's really good in this John movie Hamm too. Is, it, it, John Hamm is the shit weasel that you can't hate. Yeah. You want to, but you, he's just doing his job. And yeah. He's, he's just. Uh, Chris Cooper. This movie's fucking sweet. Oh, yeah. Postwave in his last role. Yeah. Movie's great. Uh, Yeah. Next is number 37. I'm going to take this one as well because you know how I feel about this. This is Looper, uh, directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, One of the best treatments and handling of time travel in film. Ever. Ever. The makeup with Willis and Levitt is great. Emily Blunt is perfect as always. And uh, when you make a movie that's that good about time travel in the future um, for that little of a budget... You're a talented man. Jeff Daniels is awesome. Jeff Daniels is awesome. So let's, is Paul Dano. Let's be honest, guys. The most significant thing about Looper, as well as the fact that it's a good movie, is that this guy is going to be directing a Star Wars movie because of his success making Looper. Exactly. He made a an incredible sci-fi movie. For $40 million, I yeah, believe. Yeah, less than 40 and that's why he's getting to direct a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So Looper's awesome. It's a really funny episode, too. One of my favorite <laughs> moments ever. Yeah, a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Number 36, guys, we have Michael Mann's 2004 film, Collateral, Cruise and... As a villain. One of the few times it's ever happened. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. It's so good. This, this is a movie where um, 
it's it's like one of the all-time underrated movies because it doesn't really get referenced all that often. Jamie no. Foxx is as good or better than Cruz. Foxx got the Academy Award nomination for this. And he won the Academy Award for Best Actor. He was nominated for Supporting and Lead in the same year. And and I think 90% of people would have no idea that he was nominated for Collateral. No, yeah, no, and people don't even remember. It does fall a little apart a little bit at the end, but yeah, Cruz is such a badass in this movie. The scene in the club. Like, this is truly an action movie. It is truly an action movie, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's... It, it's paced excellence written to like fantastically Michael Mann is, is really he's not at his peak because I think he is his peak this is the end of this his is peak. the end of his peak uh, yeah. Mark Ruffalo is fantastic in this movie oh, yeah, I love great. I love when Ruffalo shows up and he sees the roof of the cab and he's like roofs all beat the shit roofs all beat the shit yeah. he says it twice for some reason some, uh, Ruffalo is one of those guys you'll I'll, I'll never quite understand what it is about him, but that's why he is who he is. Just yeah. like Malkovich. Totally. There's and then something it, weird about you. It's you also know? got the uh, Yo Homie is at my briefcase moment. So good. Which is so sick. Anytime that he does the double chap in the chest and one in the head, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, Cruz amazing in this movie. Um, all right, number th- number 35, uh, one of the more recent films we've done. The only action horror movie we've ever done on the show. Yeah, 28 Days Later. Uh, modern zombie movie making at its best. It, yeah, Danny, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle is perfect. There's this amazing cinematography in this film of of just parts of an incredibly populated part of London just looking empty, yeah, desolate. Uh, the monsters are terrifying. Zombies that run. Naomi Harris is great. Brendan Gleeson's in it, of course. She's got to you know bump up that RAR. It is, in my opinion, the best zombie movie out there. Gleeson's really great in this movie. Super oh, memorable yeah. with Anna with his daughter. Um, that moment he has when he turns. I love you. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, it's awesome. Get away from me. Yeah, yeah. so good. Get away from me. Um, next up, guys, number 34 on the list, we have the, Rocky Four. The only Rocky movie we've ever covered on the show. Yeah, I think the only one we could ever get close to doing would be Rocky Three. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's got Mr. T. It's got, Cre- I mean, I know Creed isn't a Rocky movie. Could we, could, we do Creed? I, mean, I think you could get away with any of them because yeah. fighting movies have the action movie spirit in a lot of ways. But this one feels, this one and three feel the most correct. Four is clearly an action movie. It's a revenge-driven action movie it's, about America and Russia. Yeah, and all of the all of the ridiculous, hilariousness, a million pounds of pressure. But you are so very good, and we are so very bad. Yeah, the it's the greatest movie soundtrack of all time. We did, we did make that a rule with our buddy Jason Smith. Yeah, it's one of my favorites ever. I, it's got so many hits, just Hit after hit after hit. hit. Swedish victory. Swedish. Swedish victory. Yeah, all right. Uh, God, I love Rocky IV. I think, and J- I think, wasn't Jason Smith's thesis statement based on this movie, Carl Weathers is the greatest athlete turned actor of all time? Yes, which yeah. is also a fantastic professional athlete. Yes. Because The Rock would be the one fighting, but he only played for Miami. That's a rule that I think we threw into Fist Pump Films Weekly. Although, I guess technically he did become a professional athlete if you're going to throw in wrestling, but we're not going to get into that conversation. No. Uh, next is... <sighs> <laughs> One of our absolute favorites. It's on here as lived, I repeat. We know it. As Edge of Tomorrow. As Edge of Tomorrow. Number 33, guys. This is a movie that pains me to see it so low. It's my favorite film made recently. Like, it is my favorite film made recently. Not the best film made recently, but my favorite recently made movie. You watch this movie like how I watch movies. Yeah, I've seen this movie like nine or ten times yeah. since it came out in 2014. Yeah. I... Love it. It's it's got everything I want. It's got great sci-fi, awesome action. Cruise, Emily Blunt, Cruise being great. Uh, Emily Blunt doing her yoga move. Paxton, Paxton. It, this movie is hilarious. It's fun. It's funny. It's brilliantly written and edited. Yeah, it's very intelligent. It's got some of those some of the moments you know when they're in the when they're in the cabin. Um, <sighs> so good. Rita, if you get in the helicopter, you die. Like he's just so fucking good. Cruise steals the show in this movie. Yeah. It's also this is also the first glimpse into. 
kind of cowardly older Cruz. I was going to say a little older man Cruz. We haven't seen that. He's he's kind of a coward in this movie. Yeah, he doesn't want to be where he is. So and there's a sequel coming out to this film called Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. That's Which is not a joke. Just a god awful. <laughs> like the fact that they even changed the name from yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on to number thirty-two. Of course, it's another Tom Cruise movie. Yes. The uh, no, there's another one. Uh, the second Steven Spielberg directed. Tom Cruise film mm-hmm. Minority Report with Colin Farrell um, this movie I've seen more this year than I have in my whole life yeah combined you've watched it a few times this year I've watched it like four times this year we had Roxy Stryer on for this episode a long time it's ago it's a long ep- or it's a long movie um, it's so well done yeah it, it's you know everything with the the futuristicness of it the 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 broken dad with the missing son and the drug problem the ex wife that still loves him but can't look at him it's just real and it's good and it's you would do what he does yeah totally this is also um, I think you and I are pretty much in total agreement that Pete Cruz is ninety six to oh six mm-hmm. that's the best run for him um, yeah. even even though eighties Cruz is actually more famous in a lot of ways all of his most famous things happened before this but ninety six to oh six and this is Oh, oh, two maybe. It's right in there. It's like a couple years. I think it's this is two thousand two. It's like right in there, and he's mm-hmm. he's just right in that peak action star. Like, the, and he's so fit and young. The and movie's just fucking awesome. It's so good, and there's and we and there's just things in there that we talk about with Steven Spielberg a lot, where he just kind of focuses on a detail that you wouldn't look at. And yeah. your favorite is when he goes through the roof or the floor, um, and there's that kid playing his saxophone. Saxophone, and it's just like, why are you showing us that? Because it's a world. Yeah, it's a real world that exists outside of these two people in the middle of the camera. Slice of life moments, I think they're called. Yeah. And to close out our 30s here is number 31, your favorite Bourne film. The Bourne Ultimatum. The yeah. third Bourne movie. The Bourne movie that starts out in the fucking uh, train station and he's like on the phone and he's giving orders to the, guy. to the dude. You know, duck now. And like, that movie is so cool. And he goes, I'm going to make a run for it. I'm going to go. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. That movie's great, and and he like tracks the he like tracks the syndicate or whatever, not the syndicate, the, yeah, I know what you're the CIA, about. and you meet Pam Landy. Yep. Um, the best things about Born Identity are that he does not know and he is not self aware. The best things about the Ultimatum is that he has become so self aware that he is back to that incredible killing machine that he was trained to be. Yeah. The movie's super badass. It's it's the highest rated on IMDb of all of the Bourne movies. Which I movies. was always surprised. Yeah, it's not the best Bourne movie. The first Bourne movie is better. Mm-hmm. But this movie is great. This movie is legitimately great. It's The pacing in this movie is awesome. The action's great. Um, it Yeah, it's got a... What's his name? Um, as the as the asset. Uh, oh. Edgar... I can never remember that Ramirez? Name. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Ramirez? Yeah, yeah, who's like right. kind of an actor that people know who he is now a little bit. He was in the new Point Break. Yeah, and this was the last one directed... By, uh, by Greengrass. Yeah, Paul Greengrass, exactly. And, um, and I think that that'll be a perfect segue into our next award. Well, I think Greengrass directed the last one, Jason Bourne. Did he? But we just pretend that one doesn't exist, because that oh, movie sucked. What it was is uh, Tony they, they fired the did writer. the fourth one. Yeah, they fired the yeah, writer. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's what that's it was. That's what it was. But, um, so, uh, moving on to the best director category... Uh, go ahead. Go For ahead, our awards section, yeah. yeah, we have uh, we have this is a big one. And organizing the last awards to co- like coincide with our tens here, I didn't really know how to do it because they're all big awards. Yeah. So we decided to just do it here, guys. Best director in the history of action movie anatomy. The director who has accounted for the most successful, awesome movies on this whole show. Yes. Um, we have four nominees, and those four nominees are as follows. I bet you guys could probably tell us the, the names of the nominees. Yeah. But- we have Tony Scott. We have John McTiernan. Mm-hmm. We have Doug Lyman, a surprise one, but don't forget, Doug Lyman directed Born Identity and Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. And we have James Cameron. 
Yes. And this is another one where the fans actually kind of bumped our opinion because we had started on the fence with a couple two. We'd been going back and forth. But you guys, once again, solidified that choice. And so your winner of Best Director by the fans and from Ben and I is... James Cameron, the most timeless director of all time. How could it not be James Cameron? I mean, we're going to get to the top ten, and you guys are going to clearly understand why James Cameron is actually so high. He has two films in the top ten. He has two films in the top ten. There's another person that's done that as well, but he hasn't been around as long. Right. Um, And James Cameron has been doing this. Look, the guy's made the two most successful movies ever. Okay? Ever. Don't argue. Yeah, done. Uh, Number 30, guys, we get into the top 30 films of AMN. Man, oh man, are the top 30 exciting. (sighs) These these, so good. There's not a movie left in the top 30 that's not like, this movie is just fucking sweet. Yes, every single one. And I think, honestly, this one might be the one that feels the least appropriate for us, is Fast Five. Yep. At number 30. Such the most important film, other than maybe the first one in the entire franchise. Yeah, so Fast Five, guys, if you don't remember correctly, if, if you have a revisionist history thing going on, they brought the original cast back to Fast and the Furious 4 called Fast and Furious, and the movie was just okay. It made plenty of money, but it wasn't special. The fifth movie is the one where the, all of a sudden the franchise learned to take itself not that seriously, be able to make jokes about itself, and bring in Luke Hobbs as The Rock. Yes, the, oh. what, franchise Viagra, I believe. Is what they called him on yes. Saturday Night Live. He's the best part of the franchise now. He steals the show in this movie, and this is right before The Rock exploded into the biggest star in the world, which is what he is now. This is one of the big pieces in that puzzle that catapulted him to the biggest star in the world. Yeah, and now the best thing about that entire franchise is actually just The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, yeah. yeah. Fast Five is a totally entertaining movie. This movie is actually very good. And, uh, yeah, it's super It's super entertaining, and, and it brought back to life a franchise that was we were all so done with. And it catapulted this franchise into the highest-grossing franchise of the modern era. Yeah, the amount of money that those movies make is just absolutely bonkers. Insane. So uh, next up, we have number 29. We the, did this with our friend, Kathy Kelly. Yeah, who's uh, now in the WWE. She's uh, you'll, You guys know Kathy, probably. Yeah, if you watch WWE, you know Kathy. Um, and uh, this is Casino Royale. This is the first Daniel Craig Bond movie. The only James Bond movie we've ever done on Action Movie Anatomy. This movie's amazingly good. This it's, movie is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, between Mads Mikkelsen, the chase in the beginning, the, the Ava Green being just gorgeous and, and evil, and then the car... I mean, this came out at a time when Texas Hold'em was the coolest thing in the world. Everyone our age, in college, when this movie came out, because the movie came out in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, so we just graduated... World Series of Poker Huge. was a national phenomenon. Everyone wanted to play. Everyone wanted to be a part of it. Everyone was watching it. ESPN was playing it all the time. And to make a Bond movie about Texas Hold'em and then up the stakes, make it like sexy and European and deadly. Yeah. When what's great about this movie is there's a couple moments. We were talking about this the other day. Like when he kills the guys in the stairwell and he's with Ava Green. Yeah. And she she gets like all covered in blood and she's crying in the shower. Like those are great moments that you didn't see in a lot of the earlier Bond movies. It's much mm-hmm. more it's a much more realistic, much darker take on the James Bond character. There's that amazing parkour chase in the beginning where the guy's like <sighs> so jumping good. all around and Bond's trying to keep up with him. Um, and then I, my favorite is when he dies and she brings him back to life. He, yeah. He, you all right? Yeah. The first thing he says as she's all right, she's like me. Yeah. yeah. Just so good. Don't they have like a great interaction on the train too when they're first talking? The very, the very first time that they meet, uh, yeah, he's like, he tries to pin her and break her down for what she is. Yeah. And she totally flips it on him. Does and the same thing. Yeah. Nails him. him. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, guys, number twenty-eight, John Wick. The first John Wick. The first John Wick. Baba um, Yaga. Yeah, Baba Yaga. I, I I don't think there's much that we have to say because we already talked about John Wick two so much. It's it brought Keanu back to life. It's an incredibly successful franchise, and we all want to see the third one. The opening sequence, the action sequence in his house 
after when all the guys try to break in and he just takes everyone down yeah. was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and what's so cool about it too is that scene that was a direct message to us as an audience from the director being like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah because we were all like all right 90 percent. are you kidding me and then it's yeah. like no 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 no. watch the first five minutes of this movie now you're in okay yeah so this movie was a surprise hit nobody saw this movie coming nobody and, and even after people tell you how good it is and it's 90 percent, and you're yep. like there's no way your expectations are so high and you are so willing to be disappointed so you can prove people wrong and you still love it this movie just got it. It understood how to do it right. Yeah. Um, that is number 28. Number 27, we have another Tom Cruise movie in The Last Samurai. I uh, I mean, okay, so all jokes aside, <laughs> this movie's really fucking good. It's really good. Stop pretending like Tom Cruise and he's The Last Samurai. It's like, no, this movie should have been, it, he should have gotten nominated for Best Actor for this. He's phenomenal in this movie. Yeah, this movie's great. Katsumoto gets nominated for supporting the guy that plays, uh, uh, Kanita Ryoshi Tamada Ryoshi Tamada he's, he's such a good like good bad guy or yeah. bad good guy I mean the relationships Saga this movie is just so good it is, it is a true epic Tony Goldwyn's a great shit weasel oh he's so good his death is great yeah uh, it's heartbreaking at the end mm-hmm. and again you know what yeah this is it's it's MI3 and this film I think are Cruz at his best action acting yeah he's Cruz is really good in this this is yeah. like this is definitely the the this is the lost it's like the lost movie in the great run where people yeah. don't take this movie that seriously because it's like a movie called The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's like The Great Wall of Matt Damon, but it's different. Yeah, because this different. one's actually good. Yeah. Um, number 26. I can't believe this is only number 26. It makes sense, though, like after wa- talking about it on the show. What else is on here? Yeah. Uh, Predator, guys. John McTiernan at his best. This yep. is my single favorite Schwarzenegger role of all time, Dutch. Um, this is Zolan, my you yeah. son of a bitch. It's been a long time, General. You look good, Dutch. You look good, Dutch. This is where my favorite line, this captain minister, does he always travel on the wrong side of the border? Predator is too 80s action. Yeah. It's just, it's perfect. It epitomizes it. It is everything you wanted. You got a great monster. You got a great ensemble cast of all these badass dudes. Schwarzenegger looking lean and mean. Lean and mean in that red polo. Down 20 pounds. Ventura. He's just yeah, Schwarzenegger's fucking jacked. Everyone's in this movie. jacked in this movie. There's a great Bill Hader story that he tells on that uh, that Bill Simmons show any given Wednesday. Oh, you told uh, yeah. But he was the PA for John Mc- for uh, Schwarzenegger on Collateral Damage, and they're like in the jungles of Colombia, and Schwarzenegger's got a grill out. He's grilling in the middle of the jungle because that's where they're filming the movie, and he's just quiet. He's just sitting there in a lawn chair, and Schwarzenegger looks over and he's like, "We film Predator here," and he's like, "Oh, cool," and he's like, "I had schnitzel flown in for the whole crew." <laughs> he's like. Oh, cool. And he's, he's like, then he just starts naming people that ate the schnitzel. He's like, Bill Duke, he ate the schnitzel. <laughs> Carl Weathers, he ate the schnitzel. Jesse Ventura, he ate the schnitzel. Did someone not eat the schnitzel? <laughs> John McTiernan, he wouldn't eat the schnitzel. He wouldn't eat the schnitzel. <laughs> it's amazing. So good. Predator, I just, I want to talk about it all day. I love Predator. It's, yeah. it's my favorite Schwarzenegger movie. It was definitely one of those ones where we had to just kind of, everything else has done something great for film and action yeah. films um, in history and I think it's a perfect segue to number 25 which is Taken this is our top 25 right this now this is our top 25 guys this is the top quarter movies of all the movies we've done everything in here we are professionals on we are experts on and we would argue that these are again the yeah. top 25 movies we've ever done on the show Taken changed the one man army it brought it back to life not only did it change Liam Neeson's career but it started the Jack Reachers the John Wicks and the equalizers of the world out there yeah the phone call is maybe the most famous speech other than the Bill Pullman speech in Independence Day everyone knows 
yeah that speech right yeah i don't care who you are i will find you i will kill you yeah. i mean it's it's so referenced it's like so parodied parodied yeah yeah and he's great it's it's of course you take an oscar-winning actor like liam neeson you put him in an action role it's unsurprising it's going to be an incredible movie it's it's a silly movie yeah but it's great maggie grace runs like a champ yeah um, evil um it is again like i'd almost say that casino royale last samurai Minority Report, Live, Die, Repeat, 28 Days Later. I like all those movies. Looper, The Town, more yeah, than Taken. Than taken yeah. But Taken did something. Taken those was movies hugely did not influential. Yep. Um, number 24, my favorite movie of all time. Utah, give me two. Give me two. Point Break, 24th greatest action film we've done on this show. Point Break, it's that you meet Keanu Reeves as an action star. This is Swayze at his best. He, he truly had a mane as Bodhi. Yeah, he's radical. <laughs> he only lives to get radical. It's just this... <laughs> This movie's great, and this movie holds up tremendously well. You go back and watch Point Break again, you think that the new Point Break signifies what the old one's going to be like. You're dead wrong. Oh, I forgot that I had a cool joke with the pictures I pulled. It's the new Point Break. Is it? And then I, the next one is the... Oh, uh, yeah? But we can't see the images, so... <laughs> Hopefully that I hope that you guys out. enjoyed that as an audience. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is my actual single favorite movie ever made, and I honestly think when you talk about magnetism in actors, Swayze in Point Break is fucking magnetic he's magnetic for sure yeah he's they, actually special like you want to you just like in such a different way than the Joker in Dark Knight it's every scene that, that Brody's in Brody's yeah. in excuse me you're just like ah, yeah right you're you just so like cool. you like want to be friends you want to be friends with him yeah, yeah. Um, back off Warshot seriously it was basically the first time that I'd seen it yeah. and, and like watching it with you was was a true treat and also the amount that this movie's loved is is just so clear with the fan reception it's crazy how yeah. they responded so uh, moving on next is number 23 is the new Star Trek 2009 Star Trek J.J. Abrams Chris Pine Star Trek Zachary Quinto at his peak one of uh, the great trailers ever made one of the greatest tra- why are you docking to me man your father was captain of a starship for 12 minutes. He saved 800 lives, including en- yours. Enlist in Starfleet. I dare you to do better. Fire everything! Yeah. Are we just talking about the trailer? Yeah, the trailer. <laughs> it's better than the movie now. <laughs> it is better than the movie, and then the movie is fantastic. Uh, it brought Star Trek back to life, yeah. and I think that's an uphill battle, because Star Trek is for nerds. That's yeah. like the thing. It's like Star Wars is a little cooler than Star Trek. Star Trek is for nerds. People always say this, but Star Trek, new Star Trek is just Star Wars. They just they just made Star Trek Star Wars. Right. That's And like Kessler, my good buddy who I do another podcast with, says that. He's the biggest Star Wars fan I know. And he always just says like, the new Star Trek is just J.J. Abrams making Star Trek Star Wars. Yeah. And, I, you know, you could be entitled to your own opinion. But to, to speak on these, this movie as what it is, it's incredibly entertaining. The cast is fantastic. Uh so sad that we lost Anton Yelkin, but um, you know yeah. Simon Pegg in there, Carl Urban, Zoe Saldana, everyone's so good. Yeah, you have Leonard Nimoy shows back up. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so moving on to number twenty-two, yet another Tom Cruise film. It's amazing how many <laughs> of those we've done. Top Gun. Is there two in like every category? Yeah. Well, we've done like nine yeah, movies in a hundred, so it's yeah. not surprising. Uh, Top Gun, guys. This is the nineteen eighty-six film, the film that made Tom Cruise an action star. Yeah. Uh, which is so weird that he's still as famous as he is, but it's really risky business and Top Gun are the two most famous things that he's ever done. And they were 83 and 86. Yeah, and then it's like after that was Jerry Maguire, which yeah. is another romantic, I mean, dramedy, yeah. kind of. Um, <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> Super homoerotic. Yeah, it's another one of those movies that it's only this high on the list because of what it did for everyone in the film, what it did for Tony Scott, how iconic it is, how quotable it is. Yeah, it made uh, most of these people massively, massively famous. Yeah, absolutely. And... Um, there's a-listers all the way across the board yeah from kilmer to cruz to ryan to to scott to, yeah 
Um, Anthony Edwards. Um, <laughs> Goose. I mean, also, yeah, there's the thing about the music from this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Highway to the Danger Zone, the Top Gun theme, Berlin, yeah. Take My Breath Away, yeah. Playing with the Boys. It's This movie's hilarious and ridiculous and silly, but it is classic. And uh, number 21, guys, we have the film that we did 50th. So when we did... We're doing, you know, we did Heat this week, yesterday on the show, mm-hmm. uh, and number fifty, we did The Rock, and I think this is probably our collaborative favorite action movie. Like, if we had to pick one that both of us were going to go all in on, if we had to agree, if I had to give up on Gladiator, if you had to give up on Point Break, yeah, we would probably say The Rock. The Rock, I would agree. Um, General Hummel, Francis X Hummel. If you guys watched the previous episode, he won the villain of the show, the greatest villain over Dark Knights, mm. Heath Ledger as the Joker. Uh. I mean, what's there to say about this? We've talked about this movie a lot. It is the most perfect '90s action movie. the The shower room shootout is incredible. The it, it's movie is perfect. Aside from the the driving scenes in San Francisco that are kind of a bummer, yeah, a little ridiculous. This movie is great. I I saw this movie countless times as a child, and it's Michael Bay's best thing he ever did. It's just a slam bang action thriller. It's a it's nonstop a adrenaline thrill ride. Yes, and I remember watching this movie with my buddy Brad Schultz uh, in like fourth or fifth grade or whatever, and the VX gas was. Terrifying. Yeah, the VX gas, the scene. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. <gasps> yeah, Francis. Clear out! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is perfect. We're just talking about our best villain because. Yeah. We are about to do the action movie anatomy best hero category, guys. The nominees for best hero of action movie anatomy are Jason Bourne in The Bourne Identity, Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible 3, Neo, The Matrix, Logan from the film Logan, Maximus Decimus Meridius, Gladiator, William Wallace, Braveheart. Captain Miller saving Private Ryan and the T-800 Terminator 2 now the fan vote on this one will oh reveal afterwards gosh. but I couldn't believe it we're going to announce the winner and then the fan vote the winner of best hero on action movie anatomy is Maximus Decimus Meridius commander of the armies of the north general of Felix Legions father to a murdered son husband to a murdered wife and I will have my vengeance in this, this life, life or the next I missed the part where he said servant to the true emperor but guys another movie that I saw in the, th- in the theaters with my dad I fucking loved Gladiator my friend Peter Bauer told me about this movie in shop class in 5th grade and he was like you have to go see this he told me about all the sweetest moments this movie is still by far my favorite action movie I think Commodus is the worst villain I think Maximus is the greatest hero uh, well, it's yeah, just perfect and we will get to it because it's higher on the list so we'll get yeah, there uh, but the fan vote on this one was Logan from the film Logan which segues really nicely into number, number 20, 20 on our list Logan guys Logan came out two months ago and it's number 20 on our list which is another reason why we had to say like you, get, you can't give it to something that fresh you cannot give the greatest action hero to someone that's been out for two months look at the top 20 I, I'm oh, like dude, it's, it's insane my jaws dropped yeah. with what we're about to talk about so Logan number 20 I cried three times during this movie I I cried several times throughout. I cried the second time I watched it with you. I went to go see it again in theaters, paid twice. The only time I've done that in the last, like, ten years. Um, And you and I, we didn't necessarily see eye to eye on this until I made the point. Ben, when was the last time that you cried numerous times in a film, in an action movie, in action a comic movie? book movie? I don't even, I don't even know, honestly. I, maybe never. I, this movie was so full of incredible action scenes. Everything, all the violence, the R-rated violence you would want out of a Wolverine movie. Yeah. The touching family on the road vibe of this movie. Oh, so coming of age family. Like, if all three of the leads, Daphne, uh, uh, Patrick, and uh, Hugh, all got uh, nods, yeah. I would not be upset with that at all. I think this movie's going to get a bunch of Oscar attention. Um, I my roommate bought this, and my father's in town. I'm going to probably make him watch this tonight. Cause I don't think he saw it. Uh, yeah, you got to you got to watch it, man. It's yeah. it's beautiful. And so on to number 19, written by a great friend of ours and yeah. directed by another good friend of ours, 
is Warrior. And the fact that Warrior is only 19 is a shocking Which is why you moment. guys you guys have to know that we did this list based off of greatness in film, not based off of what we love, because you guys know how much we love Warrior. The movies that we put ahead of Warrior, it's like pretty understandable. It, it would be very difficult to justify this this short in the, just a few years since it came out. Um, I almost think that every movie ahead of that is in the top 250. Yeah. I think every movie ahead of 25 is. Yeah, probably. two or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, Warrior. I mean, what have we not said about Warrior? We had the director and the writer of the film in here for an hour 40 talking about this movie. Talk about a movie that makes me cry every time I watch it. The final seven minutes of Warrior is on a short list of maybe my five favorite sequences ever in the history of film. When you and I will watch that movie together, it, the movie will end and I'll rewind it to go back to the beginning of the final seven minutes. You're like, don't do that. You're ru-. I was like, shut up. And if you guys want, you can go back and turn on. There was an episode that we aired on this last it's Monday. It's not if you want. You have to go do this. We, a, we did a live watch along of Warrior on Monday that you guys can go watch us do so uh, you know that's obviously you'll you'll see us react to all the moments this is one of the, it's a very special movie for us it's probably this and The Rock would be the two acknowledged films yeah, for us and, and the, the, we've only done watch longs for Rocky for The Rock and then and Warrior. The Warrior yep so moving on to number 18 this is uh, definitely one that you kind of had to you, you understood why it's here it's Kill Bill Volume 1 I had to come around on this movie yeah you, definitely not your favorite you don't really like this movie all that much it's okay I thought it, I was I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected I would when we watched it right but if you're talking about things that are iconic you've got the music you've got yep. the yellow suit you've mm-hmm. got I mean everything about this film this is one of the most important films that's come out in action it was the movie I mean the other thing about this movie was that when you think about Quentin Tarantino's career Reservoir Dogs makes the impact then Pulp Fiction's the movie yeah and he really kind of missed the mark as far as capturing the attention that he had with his next movie in Jackie Brown so oh yeah this was really the next movie that Quentin Tarantino made that had a major major push behind it like I'm doing something unique and amazing here because Jackie Brown's based on a book by Elmore Leonard right whereas Pulp Fiction's an original script Reservoir Dogs is kind of original script and this is an original story mm-hmm. so this was his next original film and it was a huge deal two-parter um, so yeah Kill Bill very impactful very important movie not one of my favorites but definitely has some great moments and yeah. watching it again I was blown away at how much I enjoyed it yeah yeah I was, I was happy that you enjoyed it as much as you did um, no, number 17 on the list we have Best this, Picture nominee 1993 uh, winner of the supporting actor of 1993 The Fugitive Samuel Gerard. One of the most iconic action films. You talk about Speed being an iconic action film. This is truly iconic. This is the same thing except respected by everyone, not just fans of popcorn films. It's also PG-13. Like, I watched this movie with my sister Sandra. Like, uh, you know, you can watch this movie with your most conservative friends and with people that will watch anything. Um, It's so good. And the only reason that it's aged at all is just because of things like style and picture and things like that. Yeah. Otherwise, it's still it's just perfect storytelling. Because you have one of the great actors of all time in Harrison Ford, you also have one of the great actors of all time in TLJ in yeah. this movie, in one of his maybe his best role. He, Tommy Lee Jones is so good as Samuel Gerard. It's amazing. Like the fact that he won the Academy Award for this movie, yeah, is it's crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's totally wild. I, I I love this movie, and I don't really know how much else we can even really say about it. No. So moving on to number sixteen. The Terminator. The, the first the Terminator. The first Terminator. The introduction of the T-800 as a villain. Yeah, so, I mean, look. T-1. We did this on the show like a month ago. It's scary. It's a much oh, scarier you know movie. They, they actually, I, was, I was a lie. We've done like three action horror movies. It's Aliens, yeah. Terminator 2, and, and, and 28 Days. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the first Terminator is definitely more of a scary thriller action movie. It's not that... 
it's not the real action right of the tri- of the franchise i guess you could it's say. pretty scary it's a uh, yeah. yeah it's i mean he sticks the knife in the eye there's like you know i'll be back i mean there's this is a very iconic movie it's the fact that it is as famous as it is for as early on in Cameron's career as it is, mm-hmm. um, Michael Bean is great in this movie. It really put Arnold on the map. I mean, like Conan had already come out, and and when we did this on the show, we talked about how people that were uh, that watched Conan in the theaters, it was fine, it was good, but this was really like when this had happened, it was like, oh my god. Yeah. something's happening. Something it's like the rock yeah. in Fast Five. It's crazy that we're about to do fifteen ahead of sixteen because I think people would be like, "What?" Yeah. Um, but Absolutely. number fifteen for us here is the Born Identity, the first Born film. This is this is Matt Damon becomes an action star. Yeah. And when we went back and did the Born films, this movie really took me by surprise just at how memorable and iconic all the moments were. I think you and I were both blown away at this movie again, and I think that's why it's so high. It was so good. I mean, stuff like he just he just is the smartest guy in the room so well in this movie. And he doesn't even know that he is. Yeah. The fact that he plays off being the smartest guy in the room without knowing it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why, but I know the best place to look for a gun is here. I know that I can run for this long with, without, without my hands starting yeah. to shake. But I can't tell you who I am. The monologues are so good. The scene where he and Marie are staying at her, is it her? her uh, oh, at, the, at her like brother's house. Or yeah, or cousin, something. Whatever, yeah. And they come downstairs in the morning and, and like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, the dog ran away. And everybody gets in the basement. Dam- Damon's like, is that common? He's like, no. And he's like, everybody get in the basement. He just like knows yeah. for a second. He knows where the gun is. He goes and flanks Clive yeah. Owen. And then he gets Clive Owen and Clive and Owen's dying. the flanking dying. of Fl- Clive Owen is so... The guy's got a high-powered sniper rifle yeah. way out in the middle of a field. He's got a, like a shotgun from the 50. Yeah, and he takes him out, and he comes behind him, and as Clive Owen's dying, he's like, "Look at what they make you give," which is the line from Ultimatum. This movie's so they make good. You give. Yeah. yeah, this this movie really blew blew me away. How much I enjoyed it, and and it's the same it's the same argument I make for like The Dark Knight and Batman Begins. Without this, nothing else would have happened. Yep. Without identity, supremacy, Ultimatum, and everything else doesn't happen. Yeah, Doug so, Lyman. Moving on to number four. Oh, man, every single one I know, movies. right? Number fourteen. Braveheart. Yeah, I'll let you do William Wallace. Look, they can take our lives, but they may never take our freedom. The death at the end, the torture, screaming freedom. Gleason and Cox are in this. Edward the Longshanks is a horrible, horrible villain. The son is the greatest shit weasel ever. Like, this movie is three plus hours long and I will always watch it from beginning to end and be so happy my roommate has a full life-size replica of the sword on his wall sharpened and everything yeah, yeah I in my in my eyes it's the greatest performance by uh, Mel Gibson ever yeah and um yeah it's aged a little worse than I would have expected it's aged a little bit yeah yeah uh, but the fighting scenes are still really gnarly yeah really good sweet movie um, number 13. We just did it on the show yesterday, guys. Heat, Michael Mann, Heat. 1995, greatest shootout in the history of film. Uh, this movie, I, I just attended a 25th anniversary screening of this oh, with yeah. Michael Mann like two weeks ago, and I got to sit there and, and watch him do a Q&A about this movie, talking about that shootout and how the idea was that these guys are trained so that they would know that if they were getting flanked by police cars, they weren't going to go into survival runaway mode. They were going to actually aggressively attack the police yeah. cars with these rifles because they had weapons the police didn't have. Yeah, this was before police carried high-powered rifles because it was before that bank robbery had actually happened. So they had to move up the streets to escape. Just an unreal shootout. And if you live in Los Angeles, I know a lot of our fans are from all over the world, but if you actually live in Los Angeles, knowing where that shootout takes place it's in the heart of the business district of downtown Los Angeles on a freeway on ramp yeah like if that shit goes down now yeah I bet you there's a real gunfight. I bet you people lose their shit because the the, the massive scale of that shootout how big it was how many cars and the 
Yeah. It is by far the greatest shootout in movie history, even over the lobby scene in The Matrix. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's like a... And, and it's the first time ever that De Niro and Pacino have been on screen at the same time together. And they're going after each other. The cat and mouse of those two guys is just so good. The final scene, the handhold at the end. The fucking movie is amazing. This is one of my favorite movies ever made. And it's my, my f- favorite part of it is Kilmer. Yeah, I think it's one of my five favorite movies ever made. When he's on the roof, behind you to the left. Yeah, just, he's behind just, you to the left. That's so good. And then the 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 look in the car at the yeah. end. And he's kind of like broken, yeah. beaten. I know. So good. Everybody. Everybody in this movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, go watch the Heat episode, guys. It was our 100th episode. Yeah. We just did it. Um, uh, number 12, we have... Oh, man. This yes. list is insane. We have Jurassic Park at number 12, A guys. movie that we didn't even think we were going to do on the show. This was, to me, a masterclass film. When we watched it again two weeks ago for the show, Blown I was... Away. We both were. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I was just like, this is perfect. This is everything that I want a movie to be. This is the greatest adventure film I've ever seen. Every scene in that movie can be taken on its own, and you could you could teach a fucking screenwriting class on that scene. Yeah, they're perfect. Everything they're is so they're fast. Engaging. They're fast. Everything's important. Nothing is wasted. Uh, Even just starting with Sam Neill describing, explaining to the kid how a raptor kills you, and you see your intestines falling out at the beginning. It's even, terrifying. Even putting that story in. Yeah. As an audience member, and, and and I still to this day, that use of telling exposition in two minutes by turning it into a kid's cartoon. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely brilliant. Number 11, please. Number 11, guys, Die Hard. People refer to this film as the greatest action film of all time very frequently. Um, Die Hard is... I mean, Die Hard's Die Hard. It's, it's, it's the got, first. It's the one that starts. It's put people in position, put people in a... Uh, like a uh, closed off situation they have to get them their way out of it all the action happens in one space yeah it's I mean it's your favorite villain of all time yeah Hans Gruber Hans Gruber um, it, look guys of all the movies that you know the Rambos the Rockies the Die Hard the Lethal Weapons Die Hard 1 is the only one that truly truly holds up um, over all this time and like the fact that it's on this list number 11 just goes to show man that <laughs> That and it's a Christmas movie. Is a Christmas movie. It will always, always be one of the definitive classics. I mean, Rickman wasn't even anybody yet. No, yeah. except for Bill Clay. Yeah, Bill Clay. The movie's so good. All right, guys, we Rest have one. Peace. We have two more awards left. Uh, we have the greatest episode of the show, and we have the show MVP. Uh, they're going to happen on either side of our top ten films right now. Oh my gosh! Greatest episode of the show nominees, guys. We have The Edge, Lord of the Rings trilogy. We have Predator, and we have Warrior with Anthony Timbakis and Gavin O'Connor. And this one, to me, if you guys have watched the show, you know there's no question what the winner here is. Absolutely. Your winner is Warrior, Warrior. with Gavin O'Connor and Anthony Timbakis, because how could it not be? We had the fucking creators of like our favorite movie oh, ever in wh- the studio for an hour and 40 answering every question we could ever have. Watch the episode. If you like Warrior, just go watch it. If you It'll like blow your mind. filmmaking, go and watch it. If you like Gavin, if you like Anthony, if you like us, go and watch it. That movie will inspire you to chase and do what you want to do and not sacrifice for other people. If you watched our watch along on Monday and you enjoyed it, go watch this episode. I promise you. It's the best piece of content we have ever made. And for Ben and I, it was truly one of the greatest moments in our career of doing what we do to have uh, tell the story 
Tell the story of Gavin and, and his fist pump moment because he didn't have – was it fist pump or favorite line? It was favorite line. His favorite line. He did not have a favorite line, and Gavin had not watched the movie since the screening of it. Yeah, so we, we leave the studio, and we had had scenes queued up on the screen, and Gavin you know, looks at us, and he says, thank you so much. You guys are great at what you do. Um, can I ask you a favor? And we said, sure. And he says um, – We were going to we, watch the last scene, but we ran out of time. Can we go watch the final scene of the film? I, I just haven't watched it in a long time. So we come back in the studio, all put our headphones on, and the scene's playing, and we're all just kind of sitting there, hair on our arms, like standing up, because we're watching Gavin getting visibly emotional. Yeah, Ben and I are more so just watching him react to our favorite part of our favorite movie. That he created, and he's watching it, and he's sitting there watching You can see him getting emotional, and uh, just as Joel Edgerton has Tom Hardy on the ground, and he won't tap, and he's he just tap, Tommy, just tap. He does, he and finally, did, he and he looks at me and says, I love you, yeah. and he goes, that's my favorite that's line. My favorite line. And Which that was points up as yeah. a favorite line. And you and I, it was like a holy shit moment. It was just. And Donica was here too. Dark Donica was here, and, and he was like, "Oh my god, yeah, like that was yeah." It was something. There was something powerful about that, and that that part was not caught on camera. But everything else about that interview yeah. and that's two hours was, it is by far and away the greatest thing we've ever done on this show. Yeah. So go go check that out. The fan vote was for Lord of the Rings. Completely understand that. It's a great um, episode. It is. <laughs> but what's even greater is our top 10 movies. On oh, my God. The 10. I just can't even believe it. So number 10, guys, we're going to start with uh, how many Best Picture winners? We're going to start with Best Picture winner, The Departed. 2006's Martin Scorsese crime masterpiece is modern day masterpiece. A film that almost was better watching it again than I remembered. Yeah, I mean, this might be my favorite Jack Nicholson role ever. He's so good. DiCaprio's so good in this movie. Wahlberg is fantastic. Damon is a great shit weasel. Yeah. Uh, that's a great Amiga. fucking idea. Yeah, I'm a cop. You know, yeah. like, oh man, it, just, just, just fucking, <laughs> just kill fucking me. kill me. Yeah, I am Damon. killing you. The the the, the when, twist when Leo dies in yeah. that the shot, the sound of that shot. Yep, and the the, the immediacy of it. Oh my god, there's yep. few moments in movie history that are like that. The editing in this movie so revolutionary. The yep. pacing is so fast. The it music never slows excellent. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it also skyrocketed um, uh, Vera Farmiga and Ray Winstone. Yeah, both yeah. of them really. They both really got careers after this. Yep. Moving on to number nine, uh, the only person on. Our, yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. Everyone. Number nine, Inception. Christopher Nolan's masterpiece. Um, I mean, the, the the rotating hallway fight scene with Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. is one of the craziest things. Incredible. It's like, I fell in love with Tom Hardy in this movie. Yep. The the train through the middle of the street. It's crazy. This Yeah, this movie's amazing. It's it, This was this movie was mind-blowing, and it was the first thing that uh, Nolan had done after The Dark Knight, so it was like a double whammy that was like, oh, well, you made a Batman movie that was great. What can else can you do? you make real movies still? Yeah, you know? and then he made Inception, which is, in some people's minds, a better movie. In some people's minds, this is the best movie that Nolan ever made. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. It it It's so, so intelligent Yeah, that... Like, as an audience member, you're watching, you're like, I feel smarter after watching that movie. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Super high concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody in this movie is fantastic. Uh, number eight, guys, we have another Best Picture winner in Andrew's favorite movie of all times. Gladiator. Gladiator. Mark, yep. Yeah, Maximus Decimus Meridius. Just one greatest hero of the show. Yeah, in my mind, Commodus is the greatest villain we've ever talked about uh, in movies in general. For action movies, it's clearly Hummel. Uh, but, you know, Maximus, Commodus, 
the supporting cast. This it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's, I, this was what, this was what close to my favorite movie when I first saw it in theaters the very is, first time. It is interesting that it did age a little bit to make it feel more like a movie that belongs on our show and yeah. less like a dramatic epic. Yeah, it feels much more just like an action movie. Yeah, it's full of sweet action and he's just great. Are you not entertained? Not entertained. Yeah, this was in in his prime, Russell Crowe. Yeah, and the fact that like the best line of the whole thing is is that line that we quoted for best yeah. hero, and he told the writer that. That was a horrible line, and the only reason that it would be good is because I'm the best actor in the world. Yeah. And so he just shut up and did it, and then he wins Best Actor. He's ah, such a cock. Such a dick. I love um, him. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, also nominated for Best Picture, Mad Max Fury Road. The number one highest viewed episode on our show with like one and a half million views. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Steph Z was on the episode. It was episode like four. Yeah, it was really was early on. Sh- I actually think I was wearing the shirt in it. Yeah, it was early. It fit you tighter then. It sure did. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. Mad Max Fury Road. I mean... Just the def- the definition of modern action. Yeah, the definition of modern action and taking practical effects and showing you that practical is still better. Um, using CGI to remove action because it's too distracting. George Miller just really telling the whole world that you have no idea what I'm still capable of. Oh my God, like, he did Happy Feet a few years before this. Yeah, <laughs> Happy Feet. And 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 I remember my thesis when we did this was that Mad Max Fury Road is the greatest action movie ever made. Um, I mean, I know I was riding a high, but even still going back and watching that movie, it's still one of the greatest action movies ever made, without a doubt. Yeah, I, this this movie's action is groundbreaking. It's <laughs> it's like literally like nothing else we've ever seen on screen. And with the previews for this movie, I was calling, I was calling that this movie was going to lose money. I thought this movie was going to flop. Yeah. I was like, who wants to see another Mad Max movie? I was like, what and are they why? doing? I was yeah. like, what are they doing? I just didn't get it. Like, what's Charlize doing in here? You know, there's this whole thing. I didn't understand. Yeah. yeah. No, nobody did. Tom Hardy didn't understand. He talked shit. No, Tom Hardy directly apologized. You know, it's funny. Tom Hardy apologized to a couple people he's worked with after yeah. their films, not knowing how good they were. Yep. Number six, guys. Oh, God, this list is insane. It's insane. Another it's, Christopher Nolan film, The Dark, the Dark Knight. Knight. Heath Ledger as the Joker. This is the, the modern day uh, This is the modern day masterpiece of superhero films. Absolutely. This is what every superhero film wishes it could be. It's what every superhero actor wishes they could portray. Uh, he took something, he took a genre, and he made it, like palatable all the way across the board everyone wants to watch this from action movie fans to just movie lovers to comic book nerds whatever you want to call it this movie was brilliant and it has and it, and it has the greatest modern day performance of a villain ever I mean, ever one of the great performances ever and when we all saw that the joker was announced as heath ledger we were all bummed right and then we saw the first trailer and we were like jaw dropped yeah yeah Amazing. it's one of the great trailers ever made it's one of my favorite trailers of all time and uh, the Joker's Notebook, rest in peace, man. That was just yep. one of the greatest. Yep. So, getting to our top five, guys, the top five action movies ever covered on the show. Number five is, and this actually moved its way down. It started off at number two. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. Aliens, 1986, James Cameron, Masterpiece, the sequel to Ridley Scott's original film, Alien. Uh, totally different vibe, totally different movie. Terrifying, exciting. Innovative. The Queen Alien birthing scene is one of my opinion greatest scenes ever put on camera. Maybe the greatest female action hero ever in film with Sigourney Weaver and Ripley. Yep. But, uh, uh, what else needs to be said about aliens? I mean, Michael Bean as Hicks. Just it hasn't aged. No, it really hasn't. This movie is just as watchable today as it was when it first came out. And it's still scary. And, and it's got- for someone that loves scary movies to go back and watch a movie that came out that long ago to still scare you. It's tough to do, man. And it's got Paxton in his prime. Yeah. Game over, man. Game over, man. Game over. Put her in charge. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on to number four, guys, a recent addition to the show. A movie that we thought we were never going to do, but it is truly the greatest war movie, action war movie ever made, Saving Private Ryan. It's a terrifying film to watch the beginning of. It's uh, terrifying. It's it's heartbreaking. It It's too real. It's too real. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, Captain Miller, played wonderfully by uh, Tom Hanks. It steals the show. Giovanni Ribisi has such a just that most heartbreaking death I, I still think that that death is the most heartbreaking death I might have ever seen in a movie and his scene in the church when he's talking about falling asleep and pretending that, I don't know why I did that yeah, yeah it's great everybody's great in this movie Vin Diesel's death mm-hmm. everybody, Adam Goldberg the movie's so good when Adam Goldberg finds the Nazi knife at the beginning he just, starts, just starts crying and he just starts hysterically crying yeah it's just like For his, yeah because he makes a stupid joke about Hitler youth yeah and then it's just like what that means to him as a Jewish man it <sighs> This movie is one of the most beautiful pieces yeah. of cinema to ever grace the screen. The ending, the, that ending scene uh, with with Adam Goldberg dying with by the knife. Yeah, this movie it, yeah. breaks your heart. It, it, ten that, ways. I, I, I'll tell you this, man. I'll watch Boogie Nights. I'll watch Requiem for a Dream. I'll watch some pretty fucked up movies. But when Saving Private Ryan's on and I'm not watching it fully and that Adam Goldberg scene comes up, I will always change the channel. Yeah. I can't watch it. Unless, yeah. like, even when we had to do it on the show, I forced myself to watch it. Yeah. It's yep. heartbreaking. Guys, top three. three movies left. Yeah, top three right now. This one's crazy. I can't believe this is as high as it is. The, I, another movie I saw in theaters with my dad. I saw it uh, in theaters with my sister. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and this is 1999's The Matrix, the, the Matrix. film that like reinvented modern-day action. Oh, my God. We it never seen anything like this. We rethought our existence after watching this movie. We thought we were in the Matrix. This movie is so popular that it's credited for things like the Columbine shooting. Yeah, I mean, this is this movie was a cultural a cornerstone at the time it came out. It, trench coats were banned in schools after this. When I went and watched this movie, I came to school the next day in Mrs. Duncan's class, who got married. Miss Duncan got married to Mrs. Ortega. This is how well I remember this. I had like ten kids gathered around me, yeah. Like I was like a cult leader, yeah. And right. I was just talking to them about every moment in the Matrix that I thought was insane, yeah. And they were mesmerized, mesmerized. The lobby, the lobby shootout scene was, as a little kid, the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Up until I watched Heat recently, yeah. I would say it's the greatest shootout in movie ever. But the thing about Heat is it's so real, yeah. And this isn't as real, but it's so. The Matrix. The fights between Neo and, and Agent Smith. Oh my God, this movie. The training so between Neo and Mor- Morpheus fight Neo. Yeah. Morpheus fight Neo. Everyone's running. Ah, oh, it's so good. Goddamn you, Cipher. Goddamn you, Cipher. <laughs> All right, guys. Number two on the show, we have. You probably see the top two coming if you've watched the show long enough. Yeah, you'd be like, why aren't these movies talked about? Uh, number two is going to be the Lord of the Rings trilogy episode which really it references Lord of the Rings the Fellowship of the Ring here that is it is the fellowship yeah. though for us i mean it's our favorite in the trilogy Boromir's death the the gathering of the fellowship i mean what's there to say about this is the beginning of the greatest trilogy ever, ever. in movie history yep um it's perfect yeah it's perfect i i have watched each of these movies a dozen times easily um i had so much fun doing this episode on the show so much fun to talk about these movies they each have their own charm it's the ending scene the final 25 minutes of the first movie that really does it for me yeah i mean there's a combination of things your favorite yep. is baromir the death of baromir the death of boromir and you know oh, people yeah oh people yeah and then my favorite part is it's sam Oh, yeah. Walking out in the water. Yep. He just goes... Like, I made a promise, Mr. Frodo. Yeah. A promise. And he just drowns. Mr. Gandalf. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's... Don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. The greatest. It's... Ugh, 
I, if I could watch the whole trilogy like every day, yeah, I would absolutely. And uh, guys, the number one action movie of all time on AMA, and I just fully believe it's the greatest action movie ever made. I, and you know what? I think I do too. Terminator Two, guys. Terminator Two. T Two. 1991 Schwarzenegger makes his triumphant return you get uh, Robert Patrick showing up as the T-1000 one of you the get greatest villains ever in film Cameron definitely. making a crazy sequel with new technology and just amazing music and just iconic scenes and amazing action uh, this movie is mind blowing yeah I mean the the just the, the first time I, I wish I was just alive I wish I was like 20 years old when this movie came out so I could have just imagine what that would have been like to see that that monster or the creature the yeah. Terminator reanimate yep. from after getting blown up like those little pieces coming back together yeah how many times has that been parodied in movies a million I mean this is such an exciting movie um everything the the like finger going through um Oh, shit weasel. Yeah, Xander uh, Berkeley. Xander Berkeley's head. Yeah. Uh, you just have, this, the movie is filled with iconic moments. I, like I said, the music is my f- single fist bump moment. The way they d- depict the future and how horrible the future is in this one, it's a real, like, there's that scene where the death wave first hits and all the skulls and people yeah. are just, people are just, like, crumbling like little paper. Linda Hamilton is such a badass in this movie. She's so good. She's so good. She's just amazing. She's so sick. Her scene escaping in the... In the uh, institution, yeah, and the, the the horror that she has the first time she sees the Terminator, she sees again. Schwarzenegger, and she like she's like trying to get away from him. Yeah, she come goes with me if you want to live. Psycho mode. Yeah, yeah. This movie, it's the greatest. It's the greatest action movie ever made. Period. No ever question. made. And, and and again, when we made this list, we were in complete agreement on I'd say ninety eight percent of these movies, and the ones we weren't were only a slot or two off. Yep. Uh, so, guys, I hope you really enjoyed that. Congratulations to Terminator 2. We've got yeah. one more award, though. We've got one more award, guys, on the show, and that is going to be the MVP of Action Movie Anatomy. Who could that be? Who could that possibly be, guys? The four nominees for Action Movie Anatomy Most Valuable Person are Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Nicolas Cage. And your winner is... I think we all know... Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. The greatest action star out there. The greatest runner in the history of film. Just the the OG, the MVP, the best there is. There's so many movies of his on our show. He is the greatest action movie star of all time. And I can't wait to cover The Mummy. To cover The Mummy on June 9th. I'm so fucking pumped. I can't. I, I'm seriously losing. I'm so excited for that movie. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This has been the top 100 films of Action Movie Anatomy. Ranked. If you want to follow along with the conversation, guys, you can find me at Ben Bateman Media. Uh, you guys can find me at Andrew Guy. And thank you so much for sticking with us for 100 movies. 100 movies, guys. It was quite the countdown. Thanks for listening. Be sure to, to, to stay abreast uh, with our Twitter so you know about our brand new show, Fistbump Films Weekly, that is going to be coming out very soon. More information on that to come. But it is going to be a very exciting show talking about other films outside of the action genre. Uh, thanks to my dad for sitting through this. Yeah, and uh, for every one of the fans that listen to this, guys, leave your comments below if you disagree with the list. Um, if you go to our Twitter, the top 100 is going to be screenshotted and pinned there on our Twitter, at AMA Podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Thanks for the 100. Bye, guys. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.